for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of That's a Shame. I purposefully altered my intonation there to keep you, and I mean the listener, guessing. Uh, I'm Isaac. That is good. It wasn't to try and motivate yourself to give you something to do because you've been a bit I don't need that you've been a bit flat I'm, is what up, I'm going to say up, in the build up. up what in the build up to today's episode not just yeah. for the whole year of our no 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 podcasting <laughs> well I suppose mm. for the entirety of year two of that's a shame it's been pretty it's been damn pretty poor. Yeah. well I've lost late interest. on the first episode of this <laughs> series two or whatever yeah, sorry it is about that. look here's why it was well partly partly we didn't do it in advance because yeah. we almost never do but we we are trying to get that done and we'll have to do it in advance soon because I'll be yeah. away for a while. But also, a dear friend who I've known for like, mm, let's say, a while. I've never heard you mention them. Have you not? No, well, I keep all my friendship groups segmented, yeah. as you know. Is that That's good, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cross the streams, they say. <laughs> different Facebook accounts for different friends. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. That would be mental. Um, he was moving to Mexico soon. For an indefinite span of time, so off I went to Clapham. That's far. That's, That's the exact such a other long, end of the long fucking way, yeah. northern line. It's nice having the tube here, but it's not nice to have to sit on the same one train for oh, it was hours. It's really weird, isn't it, to kind of go in and you're like going through all these places mm. where ordinarily you get off. You think, oh god, you know, look, there's Charing Cross. Remember Charing yeah. Cross? God, I love that place. Bank. Terrible, terrible place. Can't get enough of that. Oh, bit of London Bridge, maybe, or Waterloo. And then you have to do that thing where you mentally like reset to be like, oh, let's just pretend the journey started here. Yeah. And it continues. Are you good at that? Stockwell. Here we are, Stockwell. I once Nothing um, had to get the, the train, because uh, Dan used to live in Clapham, didn't mm. he? And um, I was getting the train there um, after work one Friday. Oh, I was yeah. going out for the weekend. And <clears throat> I was reading a book and I had my headphones in while I was on the Northern line. And so I didn't hear any announcement, Mm -hmm. but what happened was I I kind of noticed that the train hadn't moved in a while. And then I looked up and I was the only person on the train. So I thought, I thought I was maybe just, I was like in the matrix or something. Maybe this was it. This is how I get inducted into the resistance. Of course I'd be telling you, I don't care. I'll very happily be a human battery forever. Just live my life. Interesting. Um, Cowardly. mm, Yeah. But also just, it's just less effort really. And aliens, they've got to get power. Exactly. They've got to get power. The robots. That's it. That's your people. Are they robots or aliens or both? Robots. Yeah, both. Cool. Anyway, so so I like looked around and then I realised that what had happened was it had changed from a train that went all the way to Morden, which is uh-huh. like the southernmost point, and to actually a instead a museum was... of transport. <laughs> this is what it used to be like, complete with oblivious man, oblivious He's man so illegally life-like. drinking a beer, um, and so instead of going to Morden, it was now just going to Stockwell Mm -hmm. but Stockwell for those that don't know on the northern line is where the two branches meet and so what happened was everyone had gotten off and the train was turning around so it was going up and then turning around to go back up the other the other way Mm -hmm. so then it just moved for a while then stopped in the tunnel then all the lights went out (laughs) and I was just in the dark in a tunnel going that's like What's that horror this? film Creep, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Where it gets chased around by a uh, um, zombie. 
not men, zombie, um, some kind of like cannibal, mad surgeon. Sort of, He's uh, a surgeon, isn't he? Well, I don't know if he was a not surgeon qualified. or, if, <laughs> or if judging he, by that, room. it felt like he was the result of some poor surgery. Yes, maybe on himself. There were some kind of babies in jars, of and course. he looks like a bigger version of a baby from a jar. He'd outgrown his jar, but and now he was looking for a train instead the biggest moving jars there are that's what we call trains. Um, so yeah i was like i was in the the turnaround phase it was what, very very odd what about if that film were coming out or any horror film based on the underground call it test tube and it's about like you're being experimented on in the tube the underground that's an idea for free there screenwriters wow. i was gonna say you've it been listening good. to that podcast maybe and uh, simultaneously too much and yet not enough. <laughs> really found that sweet spot there <laughs> um well i'm glad to hear that you made what how did that end because you talk about going to clap no no how did that end oh I, well i mean I, all, all that happened was the train kind of like pulled out of the tunnel very uh-huh. slowly going the opposite direction and there were about a hundred people waiting to get on and they all had the same face. And they just were, were staring. Chaos reigns. <laughs> they were just staring in at me like I was in like a zoo. Oh, I man. was just some mad guy, the you only came fucker with the on train. the train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I must have looked like one of those uh, people who goes through the carriage looking for money. Mm. There's <laughs> been an interesting uptick in, given the heat wave recently, now that I get the tube every day, which I've never done before, because although I lived in London for like 10 years before, I was in South, which doesn't have the tube. We have the DLR, which is much nicer. And it drives itself, which is a real, real wonder to, to behold. But on the tube, as is the case in most like metro systems, New York subway, it perhaps the epitome, you're looking at a ratio of about one freak per tube. There'll be someone doing something outlandish on every tube yeah more often than not not in your carriage but that's just a yeah. probabilities game with the heat wave there's been a real surge yeah, it's not saying that this mad dog's an englishman it's actually mm. mad englishman and yeah and even and mad dogs, dogs. <laughs> but there were people like i got on a carriage sometimes normally like it's fine but sometimes i'm just not in the mood to be in the in even if there's like a two percent chance that someone comes and talks to me I'll just move carriage because it's like I'm listening to a podcast. I'm coming up with big ideas like test tube. Oh yeah. And I need time to think and for those to just stay and blossom into something good. So I can't be sitting there waiting for Clearly, some mad you person were interrupted to, yeah, yeah, I think I might have been actually. Yeah, no, that's that was, why I bring the, up, but, the yeah, uptick but, in. Because it was still in R and D. Yeah, something there. There's something there. So I there was a guy like dancing really jerkily like a marionette that was being controlled by a a like wind turbine or something just sort of like all over the place everyone was just everyone just sort of looks around like resignedly like oh no i wish he'd not be doing that so at the next stop i just got off and went to the next carriage i was like this will be fine there was only another man doing an almost identical dance it was like they'd they they didn't look like they knew each other, nor did they look like they were aware of each other. And it might have been one of those three Christs of Ypsilanti things where if they'd both met and seen each other dancing, they'd have been some kind of chaos Rapture. as a result of like, whoa, well, which what? That's kind of my thing that you're stepping on. The other guy would be like, well, no, I've, uh, this I've been developing this for a while. Thing. I've been doing this since before time yeah, itself. Since when I was the Christ. And it was just like every carriage that you went into, there was another man just sort of like shouting to himself, and then there was a guy dressed in entirely um, like dressing gown and then giant boots just sort of standing in the corner like the Blair Witch mumbling. Just I can't be doing with that right now. So the the freak to 
tube ratios now for it to carriage oh, FTC no. rather than FTT. I I don't know what it is about me, mm. but I am often turned to, even in groups of complete strangers, to be the one... The mediator. To, to talk to the, the freaks. The freak or, or just the people who are not adhering to traditional tube decorum. Uh-huh. I, I think I helped some old woman with a bag getting off the tube yeah, and then sat down and a couple of people did that sort of smile well and nod. Like, well done, well dear. Well done. I, w- I was going to help yeah, that, but, but, but I could see that you had it under anyway, control. Anyway, then the, the, you know, the carriage became very crowded all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then this guy got on, this very loud American guy who was a bit mental, mm-hmm. but very nice. Yeah. But he was just seemed to be shouting generally for advice. He's like, how do you get the wood green? <laughs> Anyone, how do I get the wood green? Oh no! And did and, you start but, clapping when the train took off? No, <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was about twenty heads all turned in unison to me. Like a kind of go on, you helped that oh. old woman. Maybe you can, you know, maybe Just you a- could deal with him. And so, uh, thankfully, I know where Wood Green is, uh-huh. so I, I I was able to you get on him. the tube that you're on. <laughs> I was like, you, you you get off at two stops time, and you get the Piccadilly line, the the, the dark blue one. Yeah. Ah, pickle what? North. <laughs> okay, so I get off the next. No, not the next one. T- in two, in two time. It's not working. You're gonna have to come <laughs> with me, son. Let me get your cell number. <laughs> so then he was like, "Thank you very much, sir." Sorry. And and that seemed to be that. And then we I get bet it wasn't. <laughs> we got everyone again. Sort of did a a similar. Well done. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, actually know Woodgreen too well, yes. or I would have jumped. Yeah, in. Piccadilly's not my thing. City mapper doesn't work. I'm, I'm a Victoria Line yeah, guy, you know. Yeah. Um, and we got to the next station. He was like, "So here, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop, no, not here, no." And then, like, we eventually got to King's Cross, and. And he was just kind of standing there chatting to some people. Mm. And I had to go, I had to instinct and go, no, here, <laughs> get it here. Uh, oh, oh, right, yeah. Thank you, sir. The blue one. <laughs> and then just yeah. got off and ran away. That man's never, ever going to Never, make it ever made it. <laughs> out of the station. There was another guy who came and sat down who was like inappropriately drunk for three o'clock in that very, like, probably if he were in a supermarket at the moment, he'd have his shirt off because of the weather. Right. That sort of quality. And he said, a, a great guy. No, no, no a great no. guy that we can all, you know, befriend and, and trust. And he sat down opposite this black guy and started talking to him about, um, first of all, his tan, which was good. You know, an interesting Prince Philip. And he had to say, he, I mean, he was peppering his conversation with, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> not a racist. Not racist. Not one of the, just wondering, like, what it's like for you guys like do you because obviously like look at me i've gone all like red and and, ta- and i was just wondering and he like touched this guy's shoulder and the guy went <laughs> like that it made such a weird noise he was also like stacked so oh, then he started man. asking him like what his workout routine was and asking if he could like get on board with like his trap routine like, ask him if he skipped shoulder day all this oh, like God. lingo the guy i don't think he said more than about three words it's amazing when people are in that state of inebriation slash freakdom where they can sustain a, a monologue. An entirely one Because if he was in, if he were completely sober, he'd probably have run out of material. But yeah. there's something about that state of mind where you can just I, bleh, I, splurge out words. I went to the pub yesterday and 
um, I was there to watch a football match and there was a guy in there who, you know, it, it's, it's an Irish pub on a, on, on a sunny Sunday. You're mm-hmm. expecting people to already be quite drunk in there, but he was unintelligible. Good. Um, and he, he was sat at the, at the bar and there was a seat next to him and he sort of looked over at me and, and smiled and I was like, all right. Oh. And he went, and he went, and it was just as good for my right seat. Oh, I said, I'm not sitting. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just getting a drink. And I was getting, getting into the pints. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And he went, he's just, that's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing. Just pints, pints, pints. Well, the barman. <laughs> uh, uh, whiskey. <laughs> just thought, what, what's your position? Have you not? <laughs> because if, if not, then you really need, really need help because yeah, you've had having a brain several, episode. several simultaneous strokes all over the back brain. Back to back strokes. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and I, I kind of like managed to get my drink and move away without there being any more real conversation because you can't get suckered into that or that else. That's it. Your day. So I went and sat down. And five minutes later, he came and sat down next to me in a very big pub, <laughs> very big open pub at the table next to me. And he didn't talk to me, but he did put his drink on my table rather than his. Oh, uh, just like sowing the seeds for yeah. a friendship. And I just, and I, I just could blessed. not look at him. I just kept <laughs> my eyes had. firmly on the screen. That is tacit approval. Yeah, if you'd looked, if you'd made eye contact for but a second, that's. Come and let oh, be my best you, man. Oh, you wanted to have a chat, yeah? And I've then, got a lot to say. And then up came like five people who seemingly knew him, and they were like, "Oh, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. how's and, your friend?" <laughs> yeah, I was so worried. I I made sure that we were very clear that I was not his friend by, and and that I wasn't someone they wanted uh-huh. to know because I just. <clears throat> Do you start dancing? Started, no, I started watching the screen even more intently and there were a couple of them stood in the way uh-huh. and I didn't say anything I just waited until one of them looked over Fumped and then I just and then I just looked quite angrily and like shifted my head a bit Ooh, <laughs> like some kind of angry like drunk in the corner the yeah and, they, and he was like oh yeah sorry sorry, sorry mate yeah, we'll, we'll move out the way yeah. and thankfully they kind of all moved over to a different That's table but it's just those moments are just they're so singular yeah. that at that moment in time, like you say, it's on a knife edge, the smallest thing. And you could suddenly find yourself. Well, (laughs) at least in that case, it was being, you know, he was being friendly. Do you remember that? We've never told the story of that guy on the train to Dan's. Oh my God. That was terrifying. Cause he, whereas that guy was gargling nonsense in a kind of friendly, there was a camaraderie there. This guy was sitting with an empty wine bottle talking about how he's going to smash everyone's heads in yeah, well, on an otherwise almost entirely empty train. Yeah, and and he, but he was talking nonsense in a very different way. He was doing it in an almost kind of Beckettian like sense. It was like an incantation of just... Yeah, hate. and that, that you know, that poem, those nonsense poems, that um, like, one day in the middle of the night, two yeah, dead boys got up to fight, fight, back to I back, they, they faced each other. Drew their their swords and and shot each other. A deaf policeman heard the noise and came and arrested two dead boys. I've never heard that last bit before. Mm. Interesting. Um, But it was like that. It was some kind of weird cacophony of absolute absurdism. He was sat... He was 
talking to slash threatening a guy who was sat opposite him, but not in the seat opposite him, Mm. behind the seat. So he was like talking. His hate was just spilling out through opaque obstacles. I 100% believe he envisaged the man in that chair. I think he was. yeah. Yeah, he was talking straight to that chair and he threw his keys at him or something at some point yeah and he <clears throat> or the other guys and keys. he was and he was saying something like he was calling you the, strawberry blonde and then he said something about the pope needing oh, a pacemaker or not, something that wasn't a good thing no like i got the impression that that was you know that might have been yeah the the, like it was like the pope's a coward because he has a pacemaker or something it was, was just, just so like, so low and like he was drunk but uh, that kind of like a, like his Eyes were closing with yeah. just vengeance. And there was such a, a very um, raw sense that all three of us spent the whole tube journey kind of like fists clenched, ready at any second oh, yeah. to just I was fight. Very, yeah, because it's also one of those situations that is like so delicate. And I'm sure there are training manuals on like that kind of situation if you're working to the police and stuff. And because standing up and going elsewhere is aggressive. Oh yeah, that like is that. it. That's that's the like what, what you're not you're not seeing next to me. Like what's wrong? Why not? And that would kick off. Yeah. So yeah, there's really very little you can do apart from just imagine that you know anything else is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and long for the dancing marionette man to, to make an appearance, <laughs> dance him off the fucking train. At least act as a distraction yeah, by jangling your keys in front of him. <laughs> Well, that's all horrible. Speaking of mentals, though. Go on. Gonna got some... Well, it's not content, is it? It's just a fun thing that I wanted to read. It's just something I wanted to read because it's something that I know you'd enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I get the sense it's something our listeners as well would enjoy. Yeah. That was uh, a tweet I saw the other day that um, was someone saying, honestly, can't make up the stuff my friend Neve does. She paid a random lassie 10 quid for a psychic reading online. Okay. And got this. (laughs) Right. So the first thing that I'd like to point out is that the psychic's name is Brody McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. Which is already amazing. That's like a fake name that a six-year-old would give when they're trying to go and see yeah. a PG film by themselves. And this reading takes place via Facebook Messenger. Wow. So she sends her a tenner and then we start. That's good money for what I, I mean. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I'm going to assume is is bullshit. Uh, well, you know, let's well, well, let the we'll listeners judge we'll themselves. Yeah. So she says, thank you. Send me a photo of you. Oh. It's one of those readings. Now I'm going to show you the photo. It's a bit blurry because I can't expand the actual uh-huh. photo, but tell me, tell me what you see and kind of your first impressions. Neve, she's, you know, she's probably twenties blonde, just very standard looking person. Mm-hmm. She, nothing stands out. Like apart from the fact that because it's a bit blurry, I might, if I were a psychic, Say, oh, it means you're going to turn into a, a dead person soon or something like that. Oh, the blur. Like, oh, hmm. you're being haunted by some bricks. So, what she, this is, this is the first block of the reading. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're into beauty and hair. Okay. You love having a natural tan. You're feeling <laughs> fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you love banana and chocolate milkshakes, smoothies. Mm-hmm. You always have teeth whitening for your teeth. For your teeth. You want to settle. For for other bones. (laughs) And you want to settle down with someone. Wow, okay. Now, what I enjoy about this in particular, Mm -hmm. this uh, first section of the reading, is that it's not anything psychic. Like, I'm assuming that people pay 
for insight to, that they don't currently have. Yeah, whereas yeah. I would know if I already liked milk. I wouldn't be going, wow, I that was worth it. Well, I am day. into hair and beauty. Year. I am feeling fresh. Isn't, <laughs> isn't into hair such a, a banal thing? It doesn't mean anything. Like everyone's, everyone who has hair is at some extent into it. Yeah. Like into continuing to have, have it, it, into changing how it looks, into yeah. like washing it. You're into so skin. Too. You love skin. Um, now, uh, uh, Neve comes back with the question I was oh, thinking, a back and forth. which was, um, could you tell me anything spiritual, please? Mm. Um, and then Brody doesn't respond. Oh dear. We've no sense of how long for, but Months. you know, long enough that Neve comes straight back. She says, sorry, can you send me my 10 pound back, please? As this is obviously fake. Ha <laughs> ha. Which I quite like the idea that someone who is gullible enough to give someone £10 over the internet for for a psychic reading also has standards for what's clearly fake and what isn't. It's not fake. I'm in the middle of doing it, says Brody. Doing doing it. Doing what? Doing the psychic. She hasn't quite finished typing it. Just it. Uh, To which Neve... Then responds to this, what she's just called an obvious fake. Oh, okay. That sorry. Explains <laughs> it. Sorry, says Brody. Takes a lot of energy, honey. Mm. Your auntie died? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Um, just because you posted that comment, Neve said, I, I assumed, haha. <laughs> sorry, um, never had one of these readings before. And then obviously gets the message about the auntie and says, no. Ah. Oh. Swing and a miss. Someone died (laughs) that was close to you, bought you Easter eggs all the time. (laughs) All the time. And then in the next message, and hair clips. Um, I I honestly don't know anyone that done that, says (laughs) Neve. Then come uh, two, the second of which is... My favourite thing any psychic has ever said. Okay. Someone was close to you at a young, I'm assuming age, Mm. you went through a bad past. Oh, a bad past. Kiss. No response from Neve. So Brody comes in with, you're always bored. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're always bored is the most beautiful piece of spiritual insight ever. To think that a ghost told her that as well. She's, get, always she's always fucking bored, bored when, <laughs> when the Easter egg lady's not giving her clips. Yeah, says Brody. I, I see a baby. Okay. Neve sends her a link to to refund her on, on paper, <laughs> saying, can you send me my £10 back, please? I see you are going to be pregnant. That's impossible, says Neve. How is it? I can't have children. Brody comes back with... You adopted one. Oh, that's the same. Neve comes back, and as Neve is attempting to reply, Brody comes in with, or you will. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, the £10 is finally, and once again, demanded back. So, oh. I mean... I think we should do one of these. I like these. I, I think so, I've too. I've been trying to get a psychic on the podcast, and when I use the word trying, I mean... Wanting, thinking, but haven't put into action because no. uh, it would just be difficult to. It, we'd have to have them in our house and specifically in my room, mm. and I'm not 
Um, we could do it in the living room. Yeah, I mean, but even so, like, I don't want a psychic to know where I live no. at all. No. Because uh, cause they must be mad. And it's, you never know, they might send ghosts after us. That's the problem, isn't it? Because that's... Like, she's going to get that We've already back. got ghosts. That's true. The ghosts were at it this morning. What, locking the doors? No, what? no, more. They've become poltergeists now, well, probably. Now these days. Bryony was in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And apropos of nothing... The, like one of these little glass candle holders yeah. just flew off the thing and <gasps> the door and shattered on the floor. So what you're saying is the psychics know that so we're maligning them now. They knew that I was going to. Oh, and then I'm always bored. Broody McDougal. <laughs> she knew you were into hair. <laughs> Broody McDougal. That's amazing. Okay, look, I've got um, a few of these questions for us to, okay. to smash through there. Would you rather's? Now if- that's, th- this is a form of insight. Yeah. Isn't it? What, into us? Yeah. I'd say so. It's more than Brody's ever going to give anyone. I would imagine if Brody had just replaced her entire spiel with his... Would you rather adopt a child or never or be bored? banana ice cream <laughs> milkshake. Would you rather... So they start... What I've learned... These are from the subreddit, would you rather, which I recommend you have a look at because it's very odd. All the <laughs> top voted ones are really bad as well. But I think there seems to have been evidence of like a civil war in their community where... Mm. All their top posts are people complaining that the top posts are not good enough, which kind of defeats its own yeah. stance. But here's some that I found. Would you rather get $50 an hour for browsing Reddit? And we can sub that in with anything that you use. Okay. Instagram, Twitter, yep. Foursquare, any Ooh. of the ones that geocache, oh, wow. TripAdvisor. Yeah. There's an app for that. Or get $1,000 every time you push someone to the ground. Hmm. And I'm going to add that it can't be a consensual. So it couldn't be like, if you got that wish, we couldn't just agree, you get to push me over and I get half. But yeah. I don't also demand 60% as well, the push, yeah. at least. Well, that, that's why you certainly want me getting any. <laughs> um, uh, so you get hmm. $50 an hour for just doing something menial, like so browsing I, a website. So let's, let's before we you know attempt any kind of serious answer, uh-huh. let's do the math. So I'd have to browse for 20 hours. Yep. To make the same amount pushing as one pushing innocent, one to the innocent person. I'm mean, going to also add, as well as it being non-consensual pushing to the ground, you also can't forewarn them. So you can't be like, oh, I'm, oh sorry, just got to shove you. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Right, okay. So I just have to go. Can I apologise and explain afterwards? Uh, you can apologise, you can't explain. I can apologise. Yeah. Imagine if someone just came up, pushed you to the ground, <laughs> and then looked at you and so, I'm really so, sorry. But okay, I but can't why did explain. You do that? I, I, I'm, I'll say again, I'm very sorry. I would like to reiterate the What sign. about this? Let me pitch you this idea. Two birds, one stone. You pick the pushing option and you become, in your test tube manner, the official person who goes and pushes mad people straight off the tube. Oh. But no, counterpoint, mad people need to travel. Yeah. So... And that could actually aggravate the situation. It could actually make it a lot worse. Because imagine if you, if you push again. them, if you push them, if you kind of like waited until the doors do that, beep, 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 yeah. beep, when they're about to shut, oh, and you no. push them out, but, someone but then someone, the door someone elbows and they open again, you've got to then An angered either mad. push them back, but they're bloodlusted now. And there's and no, also there's a new rule that you can't do the same person twice, so you're not going to get two oh, grand for fuck's sake. again. I, I, so basically I'm getting $500 you're pushing a push. them for free now. Bloody hell. Um, do they, you know, is, is it incumbent upon me to make sure that they hit the deck as well? Uh, if look, they, it if doesn't I, have to be, it doesn't have to be really violent. If I, no, but if I push them 
And it turns out that they've got an abnormally like centre great yeah centre band martial arts and they don't fall over they like stumble and then look back. Do they I do. Get, how about this? They do a backflip out do, of it. Do I get anything then? You Is get it beaten up by a very agile oh, karate absolute ninja by the sounds of it. <laughs> So that um, doesn't work. For so you. they do have to. Do I get? You know, is is it is it in any way, um, kind of done on a kind of hierarchy? So mm. do I get less if I push over a kid or no. more? Well, neither, because I think you the more would be the better option. Like you could have loads of layers to it, where like if no one else is watching. Do they make a sound? No, mm. you, you get less, maybe. Whereas if you pushed over a kid and they're like, burly dad was watching, and the mum's carrying it's like ten a kitchen knife. You, yeah, you're, yeah. That, but that starts to sound like someone's setting a bounty on If I do mm-hmm. one push mm-hmm. that knocks over three people, oh. do I get thrice the money? Interesting. You get a bonus. You get a style bonus. I get a style bonus. Double of 50. You get half again, actually. So for you get, each person? No, the total amount. So if you're going to get a grand... Oh, no, actually, let's give you for each person because then it gives you incentive to like domino people. Yeah, exactly. Whoop Goldberg. Or like properly rugby tackle a great big enclave. I've got an idea. You could, if you do pick the second one, you could build your whole lifestyle around it and become like a judo instructor. So then every day you're pushing new people to the ground, saying it's a demonstration. But then if it's a demonstration, it's consensual. Uh, I suppose. Well, you could get around that by being like, one of the rules in this class <laughs> is always There's be ready. no consent. <laughs> no consent to the violence. Imagine being pushed to the ground for by your just no me. consent judo school. Imagine how quickly <laughs> you would be, be arrested. Down in no seconds. Imagine how little money you'd make with any one other person in your cell to push over yeah. as well. That's, you, know, can't you could start a prison riot. They'd be all, I don't think, I think they'd get beyond pushing people over quite yeah, quickly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it'd be a shame to make five grand in the first day. Shift. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I'm seeing a lot of potential the, for a short term the volatility burst yeah. of cash. Like I could, I could just have one day where I went around and pushed push over every spring. fucker in Collindale with like a I don't know some sort of mask on yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatnot. The Batman mask. Clave. Yeah. Oh my god, you'd be in the papers as like mm. the new Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And then I could just not strike again for years. Mm. I, I, if I pushed over a hundred people, that's a hundred grand. I've made. That's crazy. And then I could, you know, and that's conceivably in a day, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's very. You could do easy. that in an hour. Yeah. If you're in like a really busy park or something, you could just go through clotheslining people. Yeah. Mm. And then I wouldn't have to do it again. Whereas to make a hundred thousand dollars from just from, browsing. From browsing Reddit, it's going to take a very long, long time. time. I mean, what it was twenty hours, so it's a hundred. It's just. It is quite passive though, because you do that anyway. Yeah, but two thousand hours is still quite a long time. Yeah, of consecutive browsing. If it is were it, more, okay. Here's the thing: is it a continuous timer? Do I have to do an hour, like a to, clock in a session? Yeah. Do I have to do an hour to get the fifty dollars, or could I do twenty minutes mm. and get fifteen dollars or something? I think. Or could I? Does it have to be the hour? But I can clock in. Like I yeah, could do twenty minutes. One. And it counts as 20 anything. minutes, but I don't get anything until yeah. I reach the hour. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, well, that's reasonable, but it's not great because it mean, I, I, I couldn't like, I couldn't spend the tube journey doing 30 minutes and then get $30 for beer money. No, I think so we need to explore the martial arts avenue because the sweet spot for that one is if people are consenting to something happening, but they don't explicitly consent to being pushed. 
or it's not it's less about concern and more that they just wouldn't expect it okay so in what situations is is it feasible that you could push someone over in the context but it's not like they haven't just gone there to be pushed over something like on a bouncy castle for example there's kind of a social contract that you might at any point be yeah. pushed over and but what I'm saying is, you know, I'm assuming that you're the deity in charge of this money, of course. Somehow, <laughs> like, are you therefore saying that 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 initial tacit consent from getting on the bouncy castle, like clicking yes on the terms and mm. conditions, doesn't count as consent for the specific act of being? I think over? as long as it's still surprising and you haven't forewarned them, because I'd be I I would be surprised. But there's also like you could. You could sell pushing someone over on a bouncy castle. Okay. It's like, oh, it's fun. Push me back. That would be what you'd say, isn't it? Push me right back. No. You'd say, push me right back. What if getting pushed up. back? What if, if you got they pushed get it, cancelled it back? Or you they get got, 500 It's each. double or nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, I suppose. But what I would say is that there, there are a lot of lines of work where you're always on a bouncy castle. No, but I'm just like that, but not that. So bouncy castle, ball pits, trampolining. Um, quite a lot of different sports, I suppose. Yeah, like if you're a footballer, you can. If you're push a rugby player, a few times before you. Yeah, rugby is probably the best one in terms of pushing people over. Yeah, because um, it can be part of it; it just can't be the main focus. Although there aren't that many sports where pushing people over isn't the main focus. No, yeah, underutilized as a sporting <laughs> mechanism so far. Um, yeah, I suppose that there's something to that. Although I wonder if. Mm. It would be, it, if it would become obvious from my real like <laughs> thirst for shoving people over in the game, that actually that was something more to You were there, mo- like 80% yeah, of your game I, was pushing. I was, I didn't even see the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were just, just chasing people yeah. who weren't on it. <laughs> with Hunted, arms out. I don't, my own team, I don't care, the ref, the fans. <laughs> It'd be quite fun if you were in like desperate need mm. to do. That's how you could probably get away with doing it in football. Is like if you're playing parks football, yeah, and you, you just like run to chase the ball off the pitch, and you don't quite make it, but you can't slow down, mm-hmm. fall into about fifteen people, that's good. <laughs> fifteen grand. You'd have to build a personality specifically around this idea that yeah, they'd, you're they'd call me pushed. Mad Dog Delane, wouldn't yeah. they? That, that's that's the sort of thing you've got to go At for. Least. But, but then. Again, like I say, you run the risk mm. of some real comeuppance, I feel. Yes. You make um, yourself a target. And, and, also... If, and also, I'd have to be quite um, careful about how I spent the money mm-hmm. because I couldn't have a game where I, like, knocked over 18 people and got sent <laughs> off. And they'd be like, anyway, lads, come <laughs> look at the new Lamborghini. <laughs> it, would, it would look really suspicious, yeah. I, I feel. So. so here's another angle. Mm-hmm. Performance art. Like, come and see me in the tape. Might, something might happen. Might get pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Psych, you're definitely getting pushed. Every single one of you. That you could, you could frame it as like an artistic experience and people are like, oh, don't tell anyone what happens in the show because it's about, you know, it's about that feeling of... Mm-hmm. of being pushed <laughs> but obviously you'd hide it in more obfuscated terms you'd be like it's it's about like the lack of control and about capitalism like exerting an invisible mm. hand force onto you that ultimately will mean that you're pushed over and it's just you in a room with a crash mat I think and like two feet stenciled on the floor and it's <laughs> I like that idea um, one spotlight I, I I just feel as though like the danger there is that inevitably like if this were if this were a Black Mirror episode, yeah. that would be like my plan. 
Yeah. It'd be, okay, I'm going to get a performance arts space. Because then you've got a cat solves the problem of finding new pushies. Yep, there's always going to be people. And if it's that weird and mad, there'll be articles about it. There'll be debates about it. It'll be very... um, It'd be woman bombing off the charts. Oh, yeah. And, but even if there were controversy, that would only fuel the flames. But I feel like that would be my plan. Mm. But obviously you have to become... A, a famous enough performance artist in order to get to the stage where you can actually get away with that yeah. and where you can get a public enough platform to do it. So I feel that the story would that be that I keep, yeah, <laughs> the, the story would be that I, I keep trying, but the world of art is so brutal that I never actually go anywhere. Uh-huh. And so then to make ends meet, I end up having to just go out and shove people in the street. Oh, no. And by the end, I, I forget, I forget the goal. Oh. I'm just caught up in my lust just for shoving people over. Yeah. The push boy. Just absolutely love it. I, I, I'm basically slipping Jimmy, the but I push people instead of falling <laughs> over myself. Yeah, that's true. There, there is a danger as well to like, if you have all the spotlight on you, that's great in the short term, but you can't be, you can't just do that forever, can you? You can't no. like tour around pushing people. And once you'd acquired loads of money from that, even if it were like a week long exhibit where you pushed people, you'd mm. be rolling in it. Then, like, you're in a new realm of status and you can't go pushing A-listers. No, well, also I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's, it'd be hard to um, create a second performance piece mm. that managed to hide the pushing element <laughs> if, the, if the first time it had been so central. What about this it's time like, it was oh, This time we're pushing you, but in the dark. <laughs> and it's about being pushed, but in the dark. <laughs> it's about all that stuff, but I imagine it was dark. And then, you know, after that, it's like being pushed, but in French or yeah. something. What um, about, you know, Hitchcock, his little thing was to have a cameo in every film. Mm. What if you went into another realm, like film or theatre or anything, mm-hmm. really any job that is artistic. And instead of like, I have to be in the thing, it was his cameo, like his directorial signature is someone gets pushed over at some point and they don't even need to know that it's always you doing it. No. Like a woman in black thing. Where it's like, oh, is it part of the show or is it just in the story? Some character just at some point will be pushed and people will be like, that's great because that's, they'll know what to look for. It'd be yeah. on like, there'd be articles like these 11 crazy times that people got pushed over in Declan Delane Productions. And it turns out they're all here. <laughs> yeah. So they don't, that could, you could reveal that, you could kind of play with our expectations. How am I hiding that it's me? I'm you could be like in a morphine. Makeup. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I feel like if it was, a signature part of all of my plays <laughs> and I was missing at, always at the moment when someone got pushed, people might piece <laughs> it together. together. Like I'm just sat opening night in the box, like with a, with the producer of the play and the yeah. stage director. And I'm just like, I just got to pop out for Ooh, a piss. Time? <laughs> and, and then it's like someone three minutes later, screaming. someone just goes, Charges on stage, <laughs> shove someone over. And then I just come back, sort of all, all out of breath, maybe a bit of morph suit sticking out from under my sleeve. <laughs> I put my bag down and a balaclava falls out. Do you think you could sell an experience conversely? Like maybe it's a band or something, or you run a venue where it's like, come and see the show. <gasps> Mosh pits. Nice. That's Mosh good. pits. There are it's some the dangers. Perfect, yeah, but it's the perfect. Because what if someone pushes you and then you can't push anyone? It's the Push perfect place that, yeah, but I think that's the kind of risk we're going to have to take at this to point. To get the big that. bucks. Yeah, because I, I think it's the perfect place where there is, it's the bouncy castle thing of, you don't consent to every push, but you've consented to the idea that you probably will get pushed. Yeah. 
Um, and as long as you pick the right gigs, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. So you um, can plan. Like, you have to do it like festivals, though, mm. really, because uh, in, uh, inside gigs, if you push someone to the ground, that's it. Like, yeah, you're getting kicked out in a big way. Yeah. And you probably acquire something of a reputation. And the band would like get involved and start hitting you from the stage. Like, yeah, you sometimes. can't do that. Like, run the jewels or Killer Mike will be in on he, you. In a imagine Killer Mike pushing you. He, yeah. Well, I mean, I told you when we went to go and see them uh-huh. that uh, they were doing a whole thing about, you know, here are the rules for the setup. And it's like, everyone take a deep breath, everyone take a step back, everyone do this. Like, and if idea. you, and don't lay your hands on anyone. Uh, without their consent is like, and I'm speaking especially to all the guys and they were both talking about it. And then Killer Mike was like, because we will roll through this crowd <laughs> and get you. And it, he just like waved his arms in some kind of like swinging oh, motion, like a, a, a battering ram. And it was the most terrifying idea. He's about ever, like 18 feet tall yeah. in my head at least. And wide, deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's got all the, all the dimensions that you need to push. People. <laughs> be, he must be one of the richest pushers there is. Oh yeah, no, he's really... <sighs> I've thought of a twist there. on the idea. What if, if you accept this thousand dollar thing? Because mm. what we've found from all this spitballing is you could make it work. Yeah. There are problems associated with each of the ideas, but if you went for a different approach and were like, I'll do this one a bit, a bit that, and then one, that a bit. one, I'll lay low you for could, a couple of years. You could do well. Mm. What if when you accept it, a random, let's, there are a few flavors of this, but maybe like another thousand people are also bestowed with the same gift. Right. And we can play with either they know it or they don't. So maybe they discover it at some I, point. I like to think that they, that they all know it. And they all know you. <laughs> no, no, they all know it. Um, we all know each other. Okay. And the rule is that if you push someone... One of the pushers. If you push one of the pushers, mm. then they're out. Oh. And their income oh, comes over to you. Oh, that's big. So it's like, it's a last it's like man Pumps standing. Street. It's like yeah. Battle Royale. So you, you've got this gift and you could just, you know, because there are some people who are just going to go around yeah. pushing innocently and like quietly. Trying to not, keep not a low profile. Um and trying to keep a low profile and others will be hunting everyone else down. So you've always yeah. got, you know, always got to look watch. over your shoulder. Because when you push someone, that's when you're exerting that much energy forward, you're so vulnerable. That's the weakest time. So that's, imagine someone's just going to, yeah, they're just going to touch your shoulder and that's in. it. That's yeah. a fuck. That's a That'd be idea. you, wouldn't it? You I'd sneaky cunt. I'd be waiting in the wings. <laughs> you pushed over your last You wouldn't, you victim. wouldn't, no, I, I think that you'd play it even I'd be playing in the more quality. Yeah, you'd be playing the longest game of all, which is that you would pretend, you, you would like pretend to be doing it with someone else yeah. and actually let them do all the hard work. And then at the end, you just push them. That would Wait be the last they're asleep. One. When it's me. like the last scene of the film and we're like, God, we made it. You yeah. seduced them, you married them. We did you're so in well. bed. <laughs> Bring it in. And then I go for a hug. Lean aside, slam them to the floor. Yeah. They turn into dust and I'm done. And then up pops this deity that bestowed this power and says, this was a test. You, you get nothing. Win. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Reverse Willy You would there be going, I've done well. I yeah, have done sure. I've won the uh, Well, in it a sense. It was a test of friendship <laughs> and you fucked it. <laughs> well, I think we've solved that one. Yeah. Um, look, we had loads of these, but should we get on to email? Because it's been like 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we can get on to email. I'll save my thing. Yeah. And we, I, yeah, that was good. Let's do more of those. Mm. This is an email from Mark referring to, well, it says, only the second most disturbing episode is the subject line. Isaac and Declan. Amazingly, your review of Sean Penn's book, Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff, 
is only your second most disturbing episode, which, considering the absolute bilge it was, Penn's book, not your episode, <laughs> is perhaps a minor achievement. It's hard to imagine that any other written work could be more disturbing. However, that dubious accolade has to go to the Christmas special that was the Thor fan fiction. With a sign-off, may you keep scraping the bottom of the literary barrel. <laughs> Regards, Mark. Well, Mark, we, we promise absolutely to That's do that. very much in our purview, isn't yeah, it? That yeah, that is. Scraping every barrel we can find yeah. for content. The very, very bottom. Sometimes you think you found the bottom, but actually that's just like a sort of silt. There's like you a have thick to just layer of scum on the bottom of the jelly. barrel. Yeah, yeah, that you have to. That's it. Hoof jelly and bee goo. And sometimes Congealed. actually in inside the base oh. of the barrel, like halfway through. To check there. Yeah, mm. you know, at their own peril. Dreadful. Look, well, that's been an episode. Let's tell people how they can get in touch with the show. I'd like to hear some would you rather's. I yeah, imagine I'll, our listenership has a warped enough perspective on life to have some good ones. In oh, mind. definitely. Yeah, send those in, I was going to say. So if you'd like to send those in, you can send them via the website, shame.city slash contact. Do a subject line, would you rather, please, yes. so I know how to sort them. Um, uh, or you can email us, tas at shame.city. Yeah. Um, you could send them to us on Twitter. Mm. Either slide into the DMs. Are our DMs open? I'm sure our DMs They better have been. Yeah. Um, or you can tweet them publicly, either to the show, yeah. at That's a Shamecast. Should we make a hashtag for them? Hashtag TAS. Would you nurse TAS you know, W-Y-R. W-Y-R. <laughs> What You would rather. <laughs> we'll, we'll work we'll, we'll something out. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Look for the tweet. You know, there are no bad ideas in brainstorming. brainstorming. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> um, Yes, either to the show at That's a Shamecast or to ourselves personally, Isaac at Isaac BD or myself at Cynical Declan. Um, what else? I mean, there? they can post on the bloody Patreon feed, can't they? Oh, you can. Can yeah, they do a post or yeah, can they I just think, comment? No, I think they can actually. I've never, I don't know. I've never done that on any of the Patreons that I support. Either way. Give it a go. Give it a go. Have happens. a look. And those who are, are not already patrons, if you'd like to have a look, if you have anything at all that you could spare yep. and send our way, we would be extremely grateful. We're in the process of booking a small trip. Oh, yeah. So hopefully... For that- the show. Yes. Yeah, it made it yeah. sound like we're just going on holiday. <laughs> so if you <laughs> anything could send cunts. over. No, we're doing our, our annual Thought Park visit. Yes. But with a different flavour this time. Mm. We're going to be pushing everyone <laughs> the fuck over. It's going to be big. Um... Yes, patreon.com slash shame city. Yes. Um, That's about all. Bit of Womibomb. Oh, of course. We haven't got WYD. More like, I'm not spelling it, but Womibomb. What was WYD supposed to be? Would you rather? Yeah, would you rather? (laughs) Would you do it? (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Tell a friend, pass on the good news of that's a shame. if you feel, you know, that you don't have any friends who would appreciate the content, then that's a sign to, to just get new Maybe ones. Maybe make one, yeah. Yeah, it's not even like make one, it's just re-educate the ones you have. I oh, right, yeah. It's probably the more efficient thing yeah, to do. Yeah, definitely. It can be hard to find new people that are tolerable. And out. obviously if you're like Isaac, maybe you just look to one of the other friendship yeah. sectors. You just flick between them and adopt a whole new personality. Yeah, you put on your new face you and there you are. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, look, this has been episode 78, because I said it the wrong one in the last episode. Sorry oh. about that. Uh, I've been Shoddy. Isaac. You've been Declan. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. The bare necessities
simple their necessities Forget about your worries and your strides I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you. 